It's the same old story. It's been a long day at the job, or maybe it's just starting to feel long, and you feel that urge to stretch your legs and get a little bit of a break. You walk down the street, or maybe you get behind the wheel of your car, and you feel the weight begin to lift. You walk through the doors, and the sound of the place starts to clear the air. You get a table, you order your drink, you listen to the sounds of the bar, and soak in the conversation. Welcome to the TNE Speakeasy with your hosts, Caleb, Eric, and Sean. Listen in as they discuss the 2010 film, I Saw the Devil. Here we go. Long delayed. I saw the devil. What did you guys? Uh, I don't know how to start this. I'm a little drunk already. You don't want me. To, you don't want me to go first on this. I don't. Oh, interesting. I don't want me to go first on this. All right. I assume it's Eric's first time watching it because uh, just he would never watch this on his own, probably. How dare you? Well, no. To be fair, you do own some exploitative movies, but you know, um, you've mm. never watched, you know, Pink Flamingo. You're, you know, anyway. Uh, you've seen it now, but. What does that have to do with I Saw the Devil? Well, they're both exploitation movies, really. Um, this mm-hmm. is more of a horror movie, too. And you're not into horror movies, so I, I'm sorry, Eric. Just It's okay. I wouldn't have thought of this as a horror movie. Oh, really? It's totally a horror movie. No, this is a thriller to me. Uh, oh, wow. This is this is definitely in the, the horror. Yeah. I would never, ever think of this as a horror movie. Oh, well, I think the, I think the world would disagree, but... Yeah. Do what? I don't even. I don't even believe that that the world would disagree. No, this is this is a horror movie, and we'll we'll get to it, sir. But hold on. How the f is? I think this is probably one of the worst villains I have ever seen in a movie in years. Um, I think he's probably one of the best serial killers I've seen in a movie, and I'm the kind of person that thinks about the best serial killers. And what is more uh, to the point is that I fucking love this movie. I thought this movie was great. If we had to rate it out of five stars, this is five stars. Um, I consider it a horror movie. Um, I know there's nothing supernatural in it, but we'll get there. Um, But uh, every few years, uh, it could be two years, it could be three years, it could be ten years, I find my quote-unquote favorite horror movie. Um, my overall umbrella favorite horror movie is Texas Chainsaw Massacre. But like, you know, when I saw like Paranormal Activity for a while, that was my favorite horror movie. Then it was oh, Train to Busan. And then it was, yeah, I love Paranormal Activity. Those movies are great. <laughs> you have to watch it in the dark. Uh, Train to Busan, Society. And then this oh. movie. This, this, this is my new favorite horror movie until I see another one. And I am always on the lookout for a new favorite horror movie. It's like porn. Like, oh my God, the next one is going <laughs> to be better. Um, which is really sick. And it's what really motivates the killer in this movie. Okay. And I'm kind of curious. Who who brought this movie up, Caleb? Were you the, you're the one that suggested this, right? Yeah, I was the one who suggested it. Yep. 
Have you seen this before? Yeah, this is my third viewing. Um, I saw it back in 2015 when it showed up on Netflix. And I was shocked to see something this kind of filthy on Netflix, too. I was like, wow, you <laughs> yeah. know, I, for whatever reason, I thought Netflix was a little bit more conservative. But... What? There's actual, like, full-on fornication on Netflix. What do you mean? Hey, maybe maybe I was more innocent to it at the time back in 2015. I don't know. But, but this shocked me. This was a bit much. This is a bit much. There's stuff in this movie that I've never seen in a movie before um, that I thought, I can't watch that, and I found myself looking away. And... Um, I, it's not the violence so much uh, with the the implication that bodies are being cut up and being shown bodies cut up. And I also thought, has this ever been on Netflix? I don't think it would make it. I think it's too gory, <laughs> too graphic. But this is why I really like this movie. This is, you know, first of all, um, I think that supernatural horror is a really easy way to go. And, uh, you know, something like The Conjuring. I mentioned Paranormal Activity, The Shining. Those are all examples of great supernatural horror. The Blair Witch Project, to a certain extent. Um, I think some of the best horror movies are about serial killers. Two of the best, and this is this is probably going to be number three for me, but probably the best serial, serial killer horror. And, and it, I'm curious to know what your definition of horror is, Eric. But I, I'm completely confused right now. But Steve's okay. definition, Steve's definition, who I did a horror movie pod, horror movie sci-fi podcast with, was it has to contain oh, yeah. a supernatural element that is, uh, you know, not based on science. For example, zombies, obviously horror, ghosts, obviously horror. Apparently, according to his definition, um, serial killers are not horror. However, what? if you were to watch, I think he changed his mind when we were done with the, the, the podcast. Uh, but if you watch a movie like Seven or mm. Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer, you can't tell me that you weren't horrified or scared by what you saw. And... I'm telling you, and I have seen 2,543 horror movies, good and bad. Holy shit, this movie, it didn't really, it, it, it scared me at moments, um, but man, it was thrilling, and it was funny. And I may be the only person here who laughed at some of this shit. There's some funny bits, definitely. Every time something horrific happens and you think, I can't watch this scene anymore, something funny happens, you know? The, the moment that he is, there's, the, for me, the, the most horrific scene was only a second long, and that was when he kills the old chief, the old man. He doesn't kill him, I'm sorry, but he, he has a, a barbell, and the guy's on the floor, and he's hitting him in the head with a barbell, and they actually show it. Mm -hmm. And it's not fake you know you've seen movies where some like a zombie like you know you, you hit a zombie in the head and the skull just you know falls in oh no this guy looked like he was really getting hit and like there was the blood coming out yeah the only thing i can uh, think that's comparable is in uh pan's labyrinth when they beat someone's face in with the butt of a gun i don't know if you guys have seen that yeah i remember that i remember that i remember that they do a very similar shot very disturbing <laughs> but sorry go ahead sean but in that scene as he's doing that, it's, he has to stop because someone rings the doorbell. And there's a, there's a moment for about 10 seconds where he stops beating the guy up and he looks over his shoulder and you can tell he's like, oh, shit. Or either that or, oh, mm -hmm. good, I've got something else here. It could be the, the girl or it could be the cop. 
Um, you know, uh, I'm trying to think of another scene. I'm, it's going to sound horrible because I haven't I haven't thought of another scene like this. But you know, um, there's the scene with uh, the horrible reveal of the cannibal, and uh, they have this conversation at the dinner table. And this is these are truly horrible. This is the worst. Like these are the worst human scum on the on the planet. These are horrible, horrible. The true meaning of evil people. And uh, this guy, when our hero walks in, he na- he basically nails the cannibal's hand with a knife. And the cannibal's like, ow, ow, ow. And it's gross. It's like, oh, my God, my hand hurts. I mean, my hand hurts watching this. And he tries to get the blade <laughs> off. And instead of, like, getting the blade off, the handle comes off. You know? <laughs> yeah, he just has this, oh, fuck, look to him. <laughs> I love that. I love the fact that we see a guy get hit in the crotch. He literally has his balls crushed. And then the next scene, he's in the hospital, and the scene ends with a guy with the cop just asking, "Okay, who broke your balls?" <laughs> Maybe that was lo- some of it was lost or gained in translation. And I love, uh, I love when we come into that scene. He's watching porn, and he's like just about to to reach climax. Oh man! And then the power goes off. He's he looks so excited, and then his face just like, oh no! Like right at this moment, I had to turn it off. Like fuck. Yeah. Well. <laughs> yeah, I hate that. Uh, he forgot about it really quickly, though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, what a gross apartment! It was not even an apartment. It's like a, a walk-in closet covered in dirty pictures and semen. That guy was so Oof. gross. Yeah, that guy was nasty. Uh, but by the way, uh, this is a Korean revenge movie. There is no shortage of good Korean revenge movies. Uh, the mm-hmm. one that comes to, rem- to mind is Old Boy, mm-hmm. uh, which stars the guy who plays. Did you see ever see Old Boy there, Eric? Yes, we've discussed this before. <laughs> okay, so the guy who plays the killer in this movie was the guy in Old Boy. Yes. And they, I think they even paid tribute to that because there's a scene when he kills the first victim. Um, he's seen raising that uh, hammer. And the guy who plays our hero played the bad guy in a movie called The Good, the Bad, and the Weird, which is a takeoff, mm. of course, from The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. He plays the bad guy in that. And if I can just gay out for a moment. Oh, he's so fucking hot. <laughs> like, I was just like, God damn. He is extremely hot. He doesn't even need with his fucking leather jacket with the hood on it and his everything. My God. Even when he's like got blood on him, like perfect specimen of a human being. Yeah, he's even got that little coffee stained mustache, which mm-hmm. usually I would think was unattractive, but. Man, he can pull anything off. Yeah. Goddamn. Yeah. Sex on a stick. And I just saw him recently in uh, Squid Games. Shows up at the end of that, and I was like, damn, my buddy's back. Who is? So, who does he play in that? Um, he plays the kind of... He's like the... I guess the guy running the games, or... Mm, uh, mm. He takes off his mask in the last episode, but he, usually he's wearing like a little creepy face mask. So we see him for like one episode. Okay. But, All right. But I've said enough. Yeah, the... I'm sorry. Go ahead, Caleb. Go ahead. I was going to say uh, the good, the bad, and the weird is actually the same director as previous film. Oh, really? Oh, wow. And uh, yeah, back in the the mid two thousands, I got into the Asia Extreme kind of movement. Where it was all these super duper kind of disturbing and brutal Asian horror flicks. 
And even though this one came out after that whole movement had ended, it definitely still carries that vibe. Yeah. And I really enjoyed a lot of that stuff, but a lot of that stuff is not something I could go back to very often, and that's the similar thing with this movie. But but it really is fantastic. Every time I watch it, I'm just yeah, blown away by, by how good it is. Yeah, I... Uh... I like it <laughs> like being, you know, um, there's a movie that I really want to see that I've heard about called the evil dead trap. Oh. Uh, and then, uh, there's another one called, it has nothing to do with the evil dead. Um, and there's another one called, um, uh, the men behind the sun, which Oof. is, you know what, you know what that is. That's about the atrocities. You know, it's just, it's just an exploitation film. You know, it's an extreme Asian film. Yeah. That one kind of feels like solo. Not quite as, uh, doesn't make you want to take a shower as much, but it's a similar kind of grotesqueness to it. Very you've seen, oh, wow, you've seen it. Oh, wow. I have seen it, yes. <laughs> How, uh, I, I read in one place that I, they actually kill a cat on camera, and then I read somewhere that they didn't kill a cat on camera. And I'm not um, one of those people who's like, well, they kill a dog in the movie, I'm not going to see it. You know, I'm like open... Well, I'm not open to everything, but I just need to know. Did it seem like they killed a cat in the movie? That I don't remember. Okay. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised. A lot of those super extreme movies did kill animals. or mm. Yeah, so, you know, ugh. again, like Cannibal Holocaust. Yeah, to be fair, the, the cast eats it afterwards, so it doesn't, like, completely go to waste. Yeah, who knows, but... But Eric, I, yeah, you're, you've been kind of silent over there, yeah. except for some groans. You guys don't want me here. You guys don't want me here. Oh, no, you didn't like this You just edit me out of the podcast completely. Interesting. Um, I, I'm, I, I still don't know how this is a horror movie, um, which doesn't matter. I mean, as far as how much I like or, or don't like it, that doesn't, it's neither here nor there. I just never occurred to me at all that it was a horror movie as I was watching it. Um... Like, I don't know, especially how Sean started off talking about the movie. At first, I thought I watched a completely different movie. Because um, at first, none of it pertained to any feelings I had on the movie. And then, some of the later stuff he said in the use of Caleb, I can see that. I mean, I can see being into that. But I was, I was pretty flatlined for most of the movie. Um, and... I did see Old Boy before, and I really enjoyed that movie. Um, and 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 that movie's a pretty brutal movie, also. But I think the thing about Old Boy that I liked—it's been forever since I've seen it all the way through. Uh, of course, the psychological twist, and there is some psychological twist or twist, I guess, in this. But I guess the psychological twist in this movie didn't didn't fully grab me uh, either. So, and then, I don't know, like, I hear y'all describing it, and am I, I don't know, am I just numb to all this stuff? Because I know this stuff is supposed to be shocking. Uh, like, the, the, I don't know, I, I get, I don't, I wouldn't even call, I, I must be screwed up, but the, <laughs> the over-the-top violence or the graphic, I, I don't even, I don't even think to describe it that way. Even though I know that's what it is, um, I was just kind of like, "Oh, okay." Like, I, oh, interesting. I didn't really, I didn't connect with much throughout the whole. I mean, it just, I just feel like I was just watching something. Oh, okay, what's this? 
Um, the only part where I got a little into it, and I, and I don't even know why, I started to enjoy it when our killer got to the house with the weirdos. And I don't even know why I even liked that part. Um, but from the time he got to the house to when um, What's-His-Nose shows up and then starts having his way with him, that was that was the <laughs> only part of the movie that I was really into. Um, oh, interesting. I, and, and not much else. Uh, now, I didn't like outright dislike the movie or anything like that. I wasn't bored, per se. But I didn't have all this like adrenaline or tension or excitedness or like I, I see the stuff that y'all like find humorous and I get it but it, it most of it fell flat on me but that's like a me thing probably more than the movie so I was just like oh this is this is all right movie you know okay let me let me give you a really good example. And there is a modern, I say modern, it's probably not much older than this movie. It may have even came out the same year as this movie, but the scene with the doctor, you know, we, we see, he goes to a doctor, obviously we don't see the, the medical thing after he kills those two guys in the cab. Eh, I don't know why you didn't oh, think anything about that. Scene. Talk about that yeah. scene. Yeah. But he goes to a doctor and uh, we cut to him. And the doctor's talking to him. It's this like cute little old man with his glasses, like going through his papers, you know, all that. You can't play soccer. <laughs> and then he's just so fucking nasty, the guy. And it's and you're like, oh man, he's gonna kill. You know, it's okay. You know, he killed those two assholes back there. And the, is he gonna kill the doc? He's gonna kill the sweet little old doctor. No, they don't go there. They don't go there. But I'll tell you. The Coen brothers saw that movie. If that wasn't, if that didn't inspire that scene from No Country of Her Old Men in the gas station, where it's like, you know, pick a pick a side. You know, how important is a coin toss? That reminded me of that scene very much. I could, I could see that. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not sure yeah. which came out first. But... Yeah, that was before this. Oh, that was before. Oh, fuck. Okay, maybe this was yeah. inspired uh, by yeah, three years earlier. But oh, see, wow. but to see, there's a movie though where all. Virtually all the graphic killings super work for me. Uh, when yep. you bring up that, fucking one. love that movie. One of my all-time favorites. Absolutely, it is one of my all-time favorite movies as well. Um, but I, um, <laughs> but I will say I, I do love that scene with the doctor because the doctor is being—he's treating this guy like he's like a like a six-year-old. Keeps calling him son, and he's like, "Oh, what are you doing playing soccer with your wrists? Like, next time, be more careful." And I was just like, what is this, this like this doctor is being a little bit of a dick. <laughs> and then just immediately to turn it around and he's like, what the fuck are you talking about, old man? Like, watch your mouth. I was like, oh, no, this is somewhat funny, but also the way he's playing it's like disturbing. Yeah. And he starts playing with his glasses. I was like, oh, man. And then on top of that, right after that, we have the scene with the nurse, which just Ooh. when you thought you saw the worst rape scene, you see a scene that is almost as bad as that, but is it just is stretched out so long. And my God, will yeah. this end? Will our hero please get here quickly because he's going to kill this cute little nurse who looks different, I should say, from the other female victims. Uh, mm. You know, she looks a little bit more uh, normal, if I may say so. 
Uh, she's not as pretty. She's a little bit more homely, but nevertheless kind of cute. You know, her nurse stuff. Uh, what are you laughing at? Nothing, Stop it. Nothing, nothing. But, uh, yeah, uh, it was good that that... Whew, I was so glad she didn't die, I swear to God. Yeah, but our, our supposed hero, I mean, piece of shit. He always shows up just a smidge too late, and sometimes I don't know if it's intentional. Like, he almost wants to catch him in the act. He wants to wait just enough so the guy's almost getting his rocks off to show up and finally stop him. And that's that's pretty fucked. <laughs> kind of like what he does to the guy who's jerking off to the... Uh, yeah. You know, I think... Uh, yeah, I kind of started remembering another thing I didn't... that and Maybe this is why it didn't work for me overall. Because, um, you know... There's there's a fair amount of revenge movies that I you know that I like, that I enjoy that you like to see, um, the aggrieved get their, or how do you say that, like get their payback or whatever, um, like like in the John Wick movies or Kill Bill, or that kind of stuff. Like I'm usually there for that uh, revenge stuff. Um, the Northman is something interesting to talk about. I can't stop thinking about that too. Listening to the discussion, <laughs> um, I'm into that stuff. That stuff's cool. But I think because our vigilante hero, anti-hero, he, I couldn't get on board with him. Like, and this is funny because I always think when people bring up that argument about Batman should never kill. I always think, no, I think he should kill every now and then. Maybe not all the time. <laughs> but in this particular case, in this particular movie, I his, the, the hero, his moral compass was spinning too wildly for me mm. that I could never get fully on board. So I was not rooting for him. See, in, in other revenge movies that I like, I'm rooting for the person getting revenge. I was almost never rooting for him. Um, once we got past when he first got him, and then what, as soon as I realized what he was going to do, that he, you know, I was like, how can this movie, you know, movie can't be over in 20 minutes? Like, you know, what's the deal? So once I realized what the conceit was, and then it, it just keeps, you know, playing down that road, I, I guess I just, I could not in any way connect with the quote unquote hero. So I think that's what made me well. feel kind of numb the whole movie through because, I was not rooting for either of them at all. Um, I kind of thought they were both two messed up people in different ways, obviously. Um, and one is definitely worse than the other. But I, I just could not... I didn't see him as a hero or not even as an anti-hero. Well, I mean, I think that's the, the whole point of the movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's kind of he saw the devil and became the devil in his own way. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a, a more unique take on a revenge film, and I really appreciate that. Well, that's funny you just said that, too. Because... For whatever I know, I when I think of the title, at least the English title, I saw the devil. For some reason, I I see it more from the serial killer's point of view. <laughs> no, seriously, seriously, interesting. I I see it more going that way than 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 him seeing the devil. I see it more as the serial killer seeing the devil. Is he seeing a reflection of himself? Uh, I'm curious to uh, hear your your explanation. No, 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 no! Not seeing yourself, no, because he's not the devil uh, in this metaphor. Um, no, because he is seeing. So you're an evil serial killer, and then what happens? You know, when you when you get judged, and and then and then like 
you meet the devil, presumably. Yeah, go to hell. Right, in the afterlife, except he's meeting the devil while he's still alive. Mm. Like the Arbiter of Justice, or I guess. But he's the Arbiter, the Arbiter of Justice in this movie is devilish themselves. Because it's like, what would a serial killer fear? You know, something like the devil. Something on a higher mm. order. So that's why I see him as the devil. Yeah. Our quote-unquote hero. That's interesting because... He says in the end, before he dies, he's like, you know, I don't know fear. I don't know pain. There's nothing that you can do. And the cop says to this is a shame. We're not even saying their names because we don't know how to pronounce them or what the... Ji-Yoon, pro- <laughs> <laughs> I think, is the hero. And uh... See, in, in No Country for Old Men, Sugar, you know, everyone... Sugar. Everyone says that he's like the Grim Reaper incarnate or something. But in this, I mm. see the hero... As like the Grim Reaper incarnate, and so this is the movie where Sugar's the hero is like more how I would view this movie. It's absolutely nuts. It's absolutely wow, that's that's you know what you, you haven't been so wrong since you said that Exorcist Two was was good, uh, and it's I'm not because I really like this movie. It's because you're saying that he's you're saying that the cop is the Grim Reaper, yes. instead of the villain. Yes, who, who kills more people? This, this yes. horrible monster, the villain. No, he is. He's like a wild animal. He's like one of the nastiest serial killers I've seen in a movie. Again, yes. this movie is like if we want to pretend it's a horror movie, it's like if Jason or Freddy is the established serial killer. No, but then three quarters of the movie is someone else toying with Jason or Freddy the whole, for three quarters of the movie. And that's what this is. And that's what I'm saying. Okay. This guy is on a higher order of... of, of, of and, and the Grim Reaper or the Devil or whatever is on a higher order than quote-unquote serial killer. Like, as an apex predator. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. That's a little better. That's what I mean. Yeah, in some ways I can definitely see that. I mean, they, they hinted the lead being like some sort of secret agent so he's got all this training and the fact that he like <laughs> constantly takes him to the point where he could kill him and finally kind of end his killing spree and then just decides i'm just gonna take away something from you i'm gonna break your arm i'm gonna cut your achilles tendon and then just set you free again and let your own kind of impulses damn you and i'm gonna catch you again so yeah i mean he definitely is not a good guy at all <laughs> yeah see He's like the Jew bear, or bear Jew, I'm sorry, from... Uh, oh, Inglorious Bastards, yeah. Inglorious Bastards, because again, who's like the ultimate scary bad guy in World War II? Nazis. Nazis, all right? But then who do Nazis fear? The bear Jew, the mythical bear Jew. And see, that's who, that's, he's the bear Jew. And like the bear Jew in the movie, he's super brutal, like with the bat, you know, on all the Nazis. That's why, I, like, that's what I'm saying. He's like, he's the apex predator. So it'd be like watching a Freddy Jason movie where they are the one who's running around screaming the whole time, rather than the typical heroine. It's the movie where the serial killer becomes the heroine in distress. Okay, I I can appreciate that yep. more now. I can appreciate that more. Yeah, that's the way. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that definitely seems like, like it almost seems like at times they try to make you identify with the killer and feel bad for. Yes. Him for, yes. Because there's so many scenes of him shrieking in pain yeah and just like tortured by the police and that's why like i said i wasn't really connecting with like i there wasn't there was, the hero didn't have virtue or he, he didn't give 
a virtuistic characteristic. So he wasn't noble. He wasn't well, definitely not noble. But I thought they did a nice job. There was just that one phone call that he had with his his wife before she died, and I thought they did a nice job establishing there that even though he is this kind of secret agent, he has a softer side. When he sings to her in that bathroom, it gets interrupted. And then we see the scenes with the the dad and the sister trying to kind of connect with him and be like, oh, you you haven't grieved properly. Like, come come have dinner with us and kind of, you know, try to be a person. Maybe I'm like a weird traditionalist or something uh, when it comes to this topic because, like, like in cowboy movies, you know, uh, there's certain times when the good guys have to, you know, enact justice uh, on the bad guy if they capture him. And it's usually like a lynching or something like that. And then, you know, like, they do it, they kill the bad guy, and they always have, like, a heavy heart about it, and, like, I really didn't want to do that, but I had it in there, they get really introspective, and, you know, I just had to do it because it had to be done, you know? But the way, because he's, like, you know, getting his, it, it's like he's getting his jollies, uh, the hero, you know, by playing this game. And see, that, that, for me, I'm just like, ugh, like, that. That feels kind of gross. I mean, we, it's already horrendous what the serial killer is doing. But I guess for mm-hmm. me, what the hero was doing to get his comeuppance was kind of gross to me. Not to the same degree, but it was still kind of gross. And I guess that's why I had trouble. Like, I wasn't rooting for anybody. Uh, it's just like, ugh. Just a bunch of ugly mess. And again, I, I think that's kind of the point. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of the point. And, you know, I, I'm thinking trying to think of another movie where we don't really you know it's a movie like this where it's kind of like a revenge movie but we really don't root for anybody and all i can think of is like silly exploitation horror movies like i well i well i spit on your grave is um but uh uh i i didn't mind it at all um i thought it was hilarious i i i laughed at, at every scene, you know, where I was still aghast at the same time. Um, I love that he's riding around a school bus and then eventually find out that he actually is like a school bus driver with all these these kids. And he's like this creepy, repressed, like rapist, just eyeing the teenage girls. I was like, oh, that's so that's so fucked up. That That's what he does with his day job. <laughs> that was, and, and you know, it's weird. He kidnaps the last girl on the bus. Oof. And that's when they find out that it's him, his his employer. That is, so you know, he's like, I'm going to lose my job, and so he kidnaps yeah. the last girl, and he 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 basically rapes her, and they show it. Well, they show, well, they don't show it, but they show more than I really want to see. Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, I really, I don't, I really no, don't please. And then the movie keeps upping its deal. And and this is this is what I it's like. Oh, did that disgust you? Really? Did that disgust you? How about just wait? <laughs> cannibalism. <laughs> no, I love cannibalism. I love human meat. It's fun. How about tearing someone's mouth wide open like that guy didn't hatch it, but that killed the guy? And you know, okay, okay, sir, Sean, we know what really gets you. How about? Digging through your own shit. Ugh. Yeah, I could did not enjoy that. That was when I had to look away because I enjoy Taco Bell, and I know that Taco Bell and shit jokes are you know one hand in hand. 
but that looked like Taco Bell meat to me. Uh, this is just like, okay, okay, you've gone too far, sir. You've gone too far. And for some reason, a minute and a half after that, I'm awarded, award, rewarded with kind of a cool kill scene where he beats oh. a guy to death in a bathroom stall for the only purpose of shoving that pill, that jagged little pill, down his throat. And I just realized as I'm watching this, I just got my jollies off a of seam and beat up that guy because mm. I was coming down off of the, the shit scene. I, it's weird how this movie pulled me in one direction to the other, like a mm-hmm. roller coaster. Well, not really like a roller coaster. It wasn't. It was. It wasn't like Jurassic Park or anything like that. But, um, you know, in 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 Alfred Hitchcock in Psycho, uh, we get to see Janet Lee in her bra and panties. You know, nowadays is whatever. Jan, you know, that's a serious catalog image. But back then, holy shit, Jenny! Oh my god, 1960. You know, the, the kids are. She's getting in the shower. Holy wow! Maybe we'll see some tits and and all of a sudden, oh shit, she's dead. Fuck! That's what you get for being horny over Janet Lee. But in this movie, it's exactly the opposite. It's weird, like with the shit oh. and then the, the violence. I'm sorry, I'll go ahead. I keep saying I'm sorry. Stop apologizing. Yeah, what are you, Canadian now? <laughs> that bathroom killing, that was shot so great. I love when the door like closes and then it just fires open again when the guy gets thrown through it. Yes! And that that's similar to the, uh, the taxi scene. It's a very, very stylish uh, kill. Yeah! And for you, Eric... Was that stuff kind of lost on you with the... Because uh, I think this is a very stylish and, and slick kind of revenge film. That's one of the things that... Another thing, another thing that I was in the back of my mind... Because um, I've been watching a bunch of Asian movies lately. And I was watching like the second um, Wolf and Cub. Or what is it called? <laughs> Lone Wolf and Cub. I was watching the second one. I didn't. I was just watching the beginning of it earlier this week and in the first 10 minutes i mean there's as much violence in that movie as there is in the first 30 minutes of this movie but that's in the first 10 minutes of that movie way over the top more over the top than this in my opinion um and i was and i and i i like those movies but I, but i don't get i don't get excited like oh, you guys i just go oh okay all right and that's with lone wolf and cub which which was whoa. I mean, it was it was a lot right out the gate, but I but I it's like an Asian thing or something. I don't know what that is, mm-hmm. uh, and that's what I'm saying. So it's like part and parcel is what I'm saying. And so I I guess that's why it doesn't. I don't know. I'm I I'm so numb to that kind of stuff in general in any movie. I I I don't okay. Yeah, but you. It's weird because I I have every uh, Friday the Thirteenth. On Blu-ray, I bought the whole collection from from Scream Factory. I have them digitally. I could watch that and salivate through the whole thing for the most part, not through all of them. I don't mind the violence; it's over the top, but it's not done the same as this violence. No, no, it's not. Not not when you say Friday the Thirteenth. No, it's not. But like, it is done pretty stylistically, like in those other Asian movies, though. Is the thing? Yeah, the the big difference is. I mean, all throughout the, the 60s, 70s, up till now, a lot of these Asian horror films, or even action films, they just kind of linger a little bit too long on the brutality and the people kind of suffering through it. A lot of those 
like 80s slashers. It'd be like a quick cut and the person would be dead. They'd scream and they're dead. These movies, they really focus on the suffering of the victim. The, the, the slasher, see, I can watch and I, I find them more enjoyable, even though I probably don't find them as enjoyable as you do. But I find them more enjoyable because of the, the vintageness and some of the silliness and over-the-topness. I can be like more into it because it is what it is. But with these movies that are more serious, like you gotta you gotta come around from the other side, um, and and get it like, because um, again, it you know you brought up uh, No Country for Old Men. I feel I feel all those deaths so much more in that movie than the deaths in this movie. Um, and again, it's because some there is some holding back, because if they got explo- exploitative with the way we would see the deaths, it would probably lessen or cheapen that movie for me. No Country for Old Men. Uh, it's just it's like the perfect Goldilocks zone. Not too much, not too little. Um, I was thinking of some other examples, and then a movie that goes further than this, but it's not a horror movie, or two movies that go further than this. Uh, as far as being graphic, uh, that are recent, um, are like the last two Rambo movies. I think the last two Rambo Oof. movies are the most graphic movies I've seen, like in the last ten years. Yeah, horrible. What, what if horrible? I, yeah. Now, what if I told you, Eric, that there are people on this earth, in our timeline, that have done things to human beings that are worse than this guy did to these these people in this movie. You're right. Okay. Yeah, it's worst. Okay. And, and there's a couple stories where I went a little bit too deep. Um, I'm not talking about Jeffrey Dahmer, John Wayne Gacy, or Ted Bundy. Those are your, those are your, you know, poster boys for serial killers or whatever. Everybody flocks to documentaries. There are others. There are others that have killed dozens of people. Sure. And I, I know the name of these people. Uh, I used to know the name. Of these. I don't remember the name of them now. One of them is still alive, but it's bad. It's really yeah. bad. Keep keep people locked up in your basement and torture them for yes. years. Sure, sure. I mean, I understand that, but, but kill, then... Kill families of four and videotape it. Yeah, sick people. Uh, 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 yeah, it really bad. Like, my No, God. I understand that, but I mean, but then where do we... But... Yeah, I don't know where it sounds going. <laughs> You're talking, I know, where I'm coming from is you talk about Rambo movies. Those are over-the-top war movies. And you're kind of saying these are over-the-top, this is an over-top serial killer movies. It isn't. This shit is... I don't know if that's what I'm saying, but okay. Yeah, I don't know about that either. (laughs) I don't know if that's what I'm saying. Especially with the Rambo. Oh, no, I think the stuff, with the exception of, like, killing the pharmacist, I don't think there's any... I don't know that I'm thinking about it as an over-the-top serial killer movie. I don't know. Yeah, Sean, have you seen the the last two, like Rambo and then Rambo: Last Blood? I admit, no. Okay, yeah, then maybe you don't. Uh... They're more graphic than this. Yeah, they're horrible. Like really, really, really ugly. Yes, that's why I didn't understand the definition of horror movie that you gave out earlier. Because then, by that definition, both of those movies are horror movies, which I don't think they are. I think they are. I think they're almost unwatchable horror movies. <laughs> well, you could make that case based on this conversation, yes. But in my mind, no, they're not, even though they're more graphic. So this is tamer in, in terms of graphicness than compared to those okay. two movies. All right. And then also, that would make The Northman a, a, a horror movie, which I could see someone making that argument, but it's still not a horror movie to me. Yeah, there's the fucking... 
There's a fucking ghost king guy wandering around. I understand fights. what there is, yes. Uh, yes, that is definitely leaning in the horror genre. I don't right? think it's a horror movie. I, again, if someone wants to make the argument, yes, I, I can see how you can make the argument. But for my own self, that's it's not it's not a um, a horror movie. It, it's but again, pretty this, close to this. This very much leans into the exploitation genre. Yes, I agree with that. Which were filled with violent revenge films, and the exploitation genre always had its foot steeped in horror. Even if it was more kind of real-world horror, it was definitely going to shock the audience with grotesqueness, which this movie does too. Well, again, that's why I go to Lone Wolf and Cub, because those are, I believe, exploitative films, but I would never call yeah. them horror movies. That, that's fair, that's fair. I, it is a tricky a tricky line. I can see that, but... Um, but I don't... I don't think of it as an over-the-top serial killer movie. Um, it's just... Ah. <sighs> uh, there may be others that I don't know of or haven't seen. No, 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 no. no I'm just, but I'm just saying that's not where I'm coming at with this movie, I don't think. It's just... No, it's just... I think it's more just not my bag is all it is. Or, mm. or at least at this time. Because... I would have appreciated this more had I seen it 20 years ago, 15 years ago. I know it didn't exist back then, but I think I would have been more into it at that time. That's why I ask even about, because I know you're such a a big fan of just the art of filmmaking. Who, me or Sean? Like some of those scenes like that. Uh, You. Um, (laughs) Like that scene in the the bathroom kill or the the kill in the the cab. I love the tension of that cab scene where he gets in and immediately can tell something's wrong yes fantastic yes it's like sex man i love it <laughs> no the minute you see that guy smiling in the back seat of the cab you're like oh my god he just got picked up by two serial killers so yep. when it comes to that though the way i would explain that like our different reactions uh because i can't see there there are there's some good filmmaking here and there uh it's it's intermixed in the movie from my point of view but where we get down to like enjoying it, like the way Sean just, or how you just say you enjoy the tension in that scene, that's like parsing over like what's the exact kind of porn that I prefer versus the kind of porn that you prefer. Like it's all porn, but we still have like our like you know I prefer this this this, but you're not necessarily that. You're into this type of whatever genre of porn, um, and this is just not my not my genre of porn. Um, hmm. Because, yes, there was some good filmmaking. There was some good pacing and scenes. But because once I realized what this movie was going to be about 15, 20 minutes in, then I was not surprised. Like So then everything just like, oh, okay, this is exactly how I expect everything to go from this point onward. Um, whereas, I hate to keep bringing it up, but uh, No Country for Old Men, I have no fucking clue where that movie's going. The first time I watch right. it, like, okay, and that gets me into it because I'm like, oh, I don't know yeah. who's gonna live, who's gonna die by the end of this movie. No fucking. We clue. have the same thing. Remember the move, the, the scene in this movie where we see the guy feeding flesh to the dogs, and I immediately thought, oh my god, who did he kill that entire army? And he's feeding the flesh to the dogs. That's stupid. Is that really? And then next scene, you know, we cut away to something else, and we we cut back. Oh wait, no, he's showing up. And there's another serial killer feeding flesh to the dogs. Holy shit! And then we cut away, I think, again. And we, 
Oh my God, he's inside eating dinner with them. We have, we have, and then we have no idea this whole time that he's actually going to visit this guy. The you know he knows mm-hmm. this guy uh, who's another serial killer. Somehow I knew it right away. I don't know how. Okay. I don't know how. I don't know how. I was like, oh, this guy is like eating flesh. And then okay. I was like, lo and behold, he is! Ah! Oh, so, did I, so did I, because they, they show him throwing, you know, stranger yeah. things into a burner. And then he's throwing meat, you know, bright red raw meat to the wolves. I knew it too. You know, he's eating, you know, it's human, it's human flesh. I mean, we can see, two, we can put two But together. again, I like that part of the movie. That's the one part of the movie where okay. I was semi-engaged. Was from the start of the house scene to the end well, of the house. Okay, I'm going to turn it. I'm going to turn to Jimmy Glick here in a second. Well, tell me, Eric, what, what did you think of Seven? I don't mean the 1997, Eric. I mean the 2022. What, what did you think of that? Uh, was there a 2022 Seven? 20, 2022 Seven movie? No, I don't mean that. No, I don't mean that. No, the 2022, Eric. What would he think oh, of the 1997? Oh. You know, I've, oh, I you know what? I have been very curious. Is it 97? I don't even know. 95. I have been very curious right. about that, though. I've actually, because I have not revisited that movie in ages, and I'm very curious, okay. like, how I will react. But I saw something recently that reminded me. What, what, oh, what did I see recently that reminded me of Seven? I just watched it about four days ago. Oh, seven. My David Fincher uh, right. retrospective. Fucking love Seven. Still excellent. How do you wait? Hold on, hold on. How do you have time? You said daily Fincher, retrospective. David Fincher. How do, you, how, do you, how do you have time to have a daily something retrospective when you're editing four podcasts? You have a job and you're reading whatever come. I don't understand. I don't understand. I can't even watch this movie on a Thursday night without somebody coming in and saying, "I'm watching Ozark now. I'm going to watch it without you." And then I have to stop this. That was better. That I watched that first episode of Ozark two days uh, of the of the return. That that was better. We have one more. We have one more. We have the last. Oh, one. I've never seen an episode of that show. It's it's, it's pretty, pretty good, cool. but because Yellowstone's fresh, I don't know, cut this out. But because Yellowstone is fresher yeah, in my mind, uh, I think I think Yellowstone's better than Ozark. But anyway, that's fine. <laughs> oh, but I was gonna say uh, one of the things I love about this this movie, again with the I saw the devil title. I love how it's just kind of a descent into this this horrible underbelly of, this, of humanity. Okay. When we first get the serial killer that we're following throughout the, the movie. And then we just happen upon these two other serial killers, the, the people in the cab, who I guess just pick him up because they're like, hey, we just killed this cab driver. Let's pick this guy up and kill him too. Yeah, exactly. Then we go to the, the cannibal group, and then our lead character essentially becomes like a serial killer too. It's like, goddamn, this movie's just completely dwelling in this, this kind of hellscape. I love that that stuff. Yeah, that's interesting on paper. I think what you just said. I, I love the fact that the house where the cannibal was looks. You know, he basically he, him and his girlfriend or whatever the fuck she was. We don't even know what Ooh, that story. Yeah. It's kind of creepy in a way. Um, yes. <laughs> that they did a home invasion of these people and mm-hmm. cut them up, put them in the freezer. Yet the people's house looks like something where a cannibal would live. It looks like, you know, on the outside, it looks like a mansion. But on the inside, it kind of looks like a couple steps above the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It's a fixer-upper for sure. But it also uh, looks, maybe I'm crazy, but it looks kind of Western as opposed to Eastern. That house for some yes. reason. 
Hmm. I could see that. I'm not sure, but I'm not sure what or why that is. I, I I feel like there's some purpose to that, but I don't know what it is. Yeah, that's interesting. Hmm. Oh, but even just uh, the performances really captured me. Like the the serial killer himself, I think is just fantastic. He's got a great sense of capturing the really disturbing moments, but then switching to comedy, uh, just like super easily. Yes, I think that's great. And in the lead, I mean, when he has his kind of breakdown at the very end, like the last frame, when he can finally grieve, I thought that was really impactful too. After this whole movie, where he was kind of like he he was holding off grieving until he could finally get his revenge, and then he could just finally let it all loose. I thought that really worked. Yeah, that's interesting because they say uh, in all these movies where there's a rem- like it's not going to bring her back, you're not going to feel any better, and I think this is the one movie where we actually see the hero feels better. And I'm sure, by the way, I thought about it. it I was questioning it at first, but I'm sure he's the one that brings the parents and the son. Yes, <laughs> he somehow you know sent them there. Yeah, call you know, sent a message to you know bring him over there. That was hilarious. Because at first I thought he was just going to leave him there, you know, good, the bad, and the ugly style to, you know, be stuck until either rots or, you know, lets go of the thing with his teeth. It turns out his family is going to show up and they're going to kill him and see his head. And I love the fact that they're all like, oh, son, and the mom reaches down and looks like she's going to pick up his head. But it's just, you know, every, every, almost every death in the movie is so, you know, brutal. Uh, and then when we see his head get chopped off, it's so it roll across the floor. It, it, it is, uh, I think uh, you'll both agree that is probably like old Asian exploitation movie, like seeing a head roll across the floor like that. And that's just how this guy, you know, died. And it, it feels played for comedy. It is. It is. And it, it is. Yeah. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. And it, it does remind me of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre where Toby Hooper would always talk about like, oh, you know, it's a black comedy. A lot of people didn't get it, but there's a lot of hidden humor here. I feel like this is the same, a similar kind of movie where people could watch it and have completely different reactions and not see any humor at all here. I totally see the intended jokes. It's just, they don't work for me, but I totally get it. I'm not blind to it. Well, that's fair. Trying to think of the humor in Texas Chainsaw. Oh, look what your brother did to the door! Yeah, or the the cook being like, "Oh, I don't like to torture him. I just uh, I just like to cook him. I don't want to. I don't want to torture well, him." What's the thing? I don't. I'm not even. And then he's, he's sitting there with the broom, and <laughs> I don't know Texas Chainsaw Massacre that well. I think I only saw it the one time, uh, all the way through, oh, sir. But I oh, think wow. I could imagine the comedy or what you mean, because for some weird reason, I could imagine all the characters in that movie being played by Muppets. And but like but keep like the exact same mm-hmm. script and everything, and then I I could for some reason I think the humor would come out more. You know what's weird is like the minute you said that, like I was like what the fuck, and then I was like wait a minute, he's right. Yep, I can see it absolutely. Sweetums would play Leatherface. That's exactly what I was thinking. Uh, Swedish Chef would play the, the the chef. Yeah, and again, I think it helps after you see Texas Chainsaw too. Oh my god, you can, it kind of changes how you do Toby Hooper's. Uh, <laughs> yes. there's the humor and you don't even live in texas caleb and there, there's there's texas jokes all over the place in that oh my my favorite bit of texas chainsaw too is when he, he goes to the the chainsaw shop this comical chainsaw <laughs> shop and then he goes out back and starts hacking away this tree and the the owner of the shop's getting so into it he's like cheering him on like oh yeah keep going 
I just laugh and laugh during that. Are you doing? Was that a chainsaw noise that you were just trying? That was my chair. Oh Jesus! Okay, all right. I don't know. I don't know what chainsaw. Of course, Dennis Hopper picks the biggest, longest chainsaw, which is probably realistic. The worst chainsaw to have. It's so cumbersome. I fucking love that movie, Chainsaw Two. I think that thing's just great, but <laughs> I get why people don't like it. But I, I think it's great. Right? And help, I love them all. But back to this movie. Oh, I'm watching this movie right now. I can't get. Uh, I'm a little bit drunk. I can't. You said sex and a stick, and yeah. This lead, I mean, he's amazingly hot. Like, wow, wow. And he's got that like it's almost like a semi Justin Bieber haircut, but somehow it just works for him so well. Yeah, the uh, the Nev Campbell Scream Three haircut. Oh my god! <laughs> oh wow! There's a, there's that a works deep much hole. better in a man than it does a woman. Uh, unlike true. secret, That's yeah, true. yeah. <laughs> Nev, no. Somebody posted a picture of a cat that had the black coloring on the top. This is Nev Campbell from Scream Three. Oh no! Oh, okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> but I'm I'm watching the scene right now, where uh, it's the big fight in the greenhouse Me when too. the two finally connect. Yeah, I think that's just a great little little scene. It's so well directed, and, and, and I think you can test a director's medal by a uh, an action scene. And I don't care what the fuck you have to say about him, but I think that Mel Gibson is one of the best directors <laughs> of action. I think he is that absolutely. <laughs> who who made whoever made this knows how to direct too. This is fantastic. Um, I saw something recently. Maybe it was, I know it was this. I was gonna like, oh, maybe it was last night. No, it was fucking this that I watched last night. <laughs> um, about the you know somebody raises their hand and then somebody stops it and you know it's almost like um, uh, Eric and I watched um, uh, what's the fuck, the Crouching Drag Queen oh. Hidden No uh, Crouching Tiger Hidden Dragon. Yeah, Ang Lee. Uh, it's not quite that, but there there are moments, and it's not because they're Asian. <laughs> yeah, I want to ask: Was this the first time you saw this, Sean, or had have you seen this one? Before? No, this is the first time I saw this. I watched most of it last night, and then right before we recorded, I watched. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. I wasn't. I I thought it sounded to me like Sean had seen this before. No, 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 that's no, what no. I thought too, but I thought I heard that he hadn't seen it before. Another time this came out yeah i i i the reason i i just i just saw it so i love talking about it um i think i may buy this on blu-ray or for if if there's some good extras on it otherwise i won't but yeah let me grab my disc it's right next to me i'll see what kind of extras i got but but uh sean since i know that you also were into the asia extreme movement back in the day did you ever see a, a tale of two sisters this director's other no, I have never, I have never seen that. And, that. and by the way, Eric was more into the Asian extreme, I think, or maybe he was just more into Asian movies. But oh, okay, because I know you like like watched the audition, and you were into those kind of those horror movies back in the day, Ringu and that. Stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. There were there were a handful of yeah. When uh, Ringu came out, it was a prized uh, thing for me to like rent. I couldn't rent it because it was only available on VHS from I Love Video here in Austin, who's no longer with us. And when I finally was able to get it and rent it, you know, it was, it was almost like Blockbuster. You know, you, there was that one movie, there was only one copy of it, so you had to be there at the right place at the right time. 
and I finally got it and I was impressed with it. Um, it does not, you know, it, it bears repeating. It, it's fun on repeat watching watchings, but I think after like the sixth watch, it, it wears off and you realize that now the movie's only scary because of its ending because we've all fucking seen it. Yeah. We've seen it in all this, you know, the remakes and the parodies and all that. I actually think the uh, remake's better. Really? Ring. It's been a long yeah. time since I saw that. There, there is a couple other Japanese movies. One of them is um, Pulse, uh, with uh, the ghosts that travel through the uh, the the electricity. Oh, yeah. And that freaked mm-hmm. me out a little bit, even though I didn't understand what the hell it was all about. Um, there were a couple others that I didn't watch all the way through. Suicide Club was one that, at the time, yes. I, I didn't like. Um, Oof. God, no. Another disturbing one. <laughs> it's disturbing, or is it just boring? I I don't remember because I didn't watch it all the way through. A mix of both, okay. <laughs> disturbing and and a little boring. Of course, Battle Royale and oh uh, yeah, that's great. Battle Royale is fantastic. I haven't seen a single yeah. or met a single person that I've shown Battle Royale to who did. Even my mother and father like Battle Royale, and I I remember <laughs> we're watching that, and that girl from. Uh, uh, Kill Bill, yeah, she's in it, and my mom's like, "Oh, look at her! She's gonna kick ass," <laughs> and she does kick ass, but she's a fucking bitch. Uh, yeah, there are moments in that movie that I still remember so well, like the scene in the lighthouse with the girls and the boy and everything. Mm. Uh, Love that part. It's a great movie. That is absolutely fantastic. Um, yeah, and it was it was around that time when I saw. Uh, man, Men Behind the Sun, or Man Behind the Sun, I can't remember what it's called. But, and uh, Itchy the Killer, have you ever seen that? I've never seen Itchy the Killer. Oof, those those ones were what really made me stop watching these. Is they just really, really disturbed me. I was kind of like, ah, maybe I need to take a break from these Asia Extreme movies. Like, goddamn, they go way too hard. <laughs> and so. and I really love uh, Audition. Yeah. You know, it, it's a movie like Ringu where really the shock valley of the movie is all at the end. You, we've got little in the in the second half of the movie, you've got little uh, you know clues as to what's going to happen, um, and then the last maybe the last I don't know quarter of the movie is like a fucking fever dream. That when I watch it for the last time, it didn't make much sense to me. It's just images of disgusting <laughs> things, and the one that sticks out to me the most that I almost can't talk about is uh eric have you seen this movie which one audition no i no i don't know that one. Oh wow okay cover mm. your ears my sensitive little lotus blossom yeah That's okay. Go maybe ahead. we should pull that one out for him that's a great movie <laughs> yeah, maybe i shouldn't talk about yeah, yeah. uh the gross talking about the gross stuff in that movie is totally yeah maybe that you'll like eric yeah we should definitely pull that one out that's a great movie yeah that's what i'm thinking who knows here? Who knows? I haven't seen it in a number of years either. Yeah, Eric, Eric will probably hate Who it. Who knows? But, no, you never know. <laughs> no, I'm sorry, Eric. No, I, I never know. Joe Bob Briggs did it uh, last season, I think, about a year ago. Yeah, and of course, that director, uh, Takashi Miike, made uh, oh. Imprint, the uh, the band. Oh, of- yes! <laughs> <laughs> Masters of Horror. A very disturbing episode of that show. Goddamn. <laughs> Banned from HBO, or was it Showtime? Yeah, I think it was Showtime. Uh, because it was so great. It wasn't that bad. I watched it. it you know, I've got it on oh, TV. pretty fucking disturbing. Uh, Damn. I don't know. Oh. Yeah, I'd love to cover some of that show one day. I just recently 
So I finished up my John Carpenter retrospective, watched uh, Cigarette Burns again. Mmm. Yeah, and Pro-Life. Pro-Life was shit, but Cigarette Burns is a great little film. Short film. It's been a long time. I, I know that's got Norman Reedus in it and Ugo. Yeah. Yeah, Kier. 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 A lot of people think he's so hot. I don't get it, but whatever. No, no. Um, he was kind of hot in Suspiria, but... He was in Suspiria? Really? Huh. Yeah, he shows up in one scene to uh, help uh, Susie. I think her name is. She comes to him and she's like, do you know about witchcraft? He's like, oh, I don't know about witchcraft. Let me take you to this old man I know. He knows about witchcraft. It's like, why the fuck is Udo Kier in it for this one scene? <laughs> yeah. Oh, but... Uh, yeah, I saw the devil. What else do we got for this one? I didn't write many notes. Uh, that's it. I've said everything I think. Um, I, I'm not trying to be negative, but I, I still didn't finish uh, explaining. Oh, sure. Like, the filmmaking, again, it's really good. It's something about that Korean style. And when the movie first started, I didn't realize it was 2010. For some reason, I thought it was 2020 or something like that. Or I misread it or something. Mm. Uh, and I thought, yep. Uh yeah, something about the Korean style I mostly dig. Uh, um, and and then when I realized it was 2010, I, I was like, I'm very impressed because it because it it didn't necessarily look 2010. Uh, but however, yeah. although the direction is like really good throughout and the cinematography is really good, um, something about the camera or the film distracted me. I mean, the film, the actual film or whatever, uh, yeah, distracted me throughout mean. the movie. Like, on IMDb, it says this movie is shot in 35mm. It does not look like it. So if it was no, no. if it was shot on 35mm, then they really botched it in the uh, editing process. Because I know they digitally, well, I'm pretty sure they digitally converted it either way. And for some reason, there's certain scenes in the movie that stick out that look really bad. Um by a 2010 standard. Um, oh, God. I kept wondering if it was my Blu-ray. I kept wondering if it just, was just a bad transfer. I don't know. So, or or was, I guess it was just bad mastering like whenever they were making it. Because um, there was one scene where he was having a conversation with a cop outside the building that looked especially bad. It almost looked like when you watch the director's cut and they take like some B-roll and they splice it into the movie... Um, like, mm-hmm. like the stock looks completely different from everything else. And also yeah. when he was standing outside, when he was giving himself up to the police at, towards the end and he's standing outside the yep. car, it, like the film gets weird. It turns into shot on iPhone four, um, for like that sequence, which was really strange. And that just, that's just weird me. Now, if I was like taken with the movie and so into it, that stuff wouldn't bother me so much. Uh, but it sticks out to me more when I'm kind of just like flatlining on my pulse um and yeah i was i was taken with the movie and i still felt that way i was like were these scenes not color corrected is my disc just a yeah it was very strange yeah and then i couldn't tell the music threw me out of it because it sounds so generic and stock yeah i'm gonna agree with that yes (laughs) yeah definitely yeah you're absolutely right if you rescored it with some professional whatever someone who's known for their work it would change so much this movie it, it would change i mean everything else could stay yeah. the same but if you just rescored it um because they do that with sometimes with those classic like silent films or whatever and you get like a modern rescoring yep. it, it changes everything about those movies um so that would help a yeah, lot yeah but I'll, I'll say 
some of it felt like kind of like synthy, like just like yes. kind of incidental. Yes, music. it was like straight to video. But then you get the bits like when they discover the head in the water, and the captain's getting all excited, like, "Oh my god, is that my daughter?" And they drop the head, and the music through that felt like just cheap, like I don't know what, like bad Murray Gold music oh, or something. <laughs> I was like, "What is this crap?" Um, and then, <laughs> like a rom com, like. All the rom-coms I don't like, because, you know, there's some I do like, but the, but the majority I don't like. You know, that whole, the twist, the turn, the third act, stumble, which usually seems so fake in rom-coms. When it happened here, because, you know, the the killer, I mean, not the killer, the, the cop seeking revenge, he can't win all the time, right? Because then where's the movie? He has to, like, have a setback. And when he has his setback, like after he loses the pill, and you know, ha ha ha, and you know, oh, now I'm gonna turn, you know, now you're screwed. And I just, I knew the quote unquote hero was gonna win no matter what, and somehow I knew the serial killer was gonna die no matter what. So I just never fell for the turn, and the the turn just felt like an unnecessary distraction for me, because it just completely did not work for me. Oh well, I. I'm a horrible yeah. person. <laughs> you you are a horrible person because you didn't like this very violent movie oh. about a serial killer. But again, I actually liked the movie. Okay. Oh, well, it didn't sound like it. I know it doesn't sound like it, but I liked it. But that's as far as I can go. I'm shocked, Eric, to hear that you actually liked it. I mean, goddamn. Yeah, I, I liked was, it. Uh, I can hear that. I like Spoiler, <laughs> I'm giving it a three out of five. Uh, hot naked Korean girls. Hey, what are you doing here? Supposed to save for the end. Come on, I gotta. They don't even show a naked Korean girl here unless she's full of blood, almost dead. That's maybe, maybe, maybe that's some of Sean's uh, non-attracted to females part. But we definitely saw a lot of lot of titties here to use that uh, kind of verbiage. But it wasn't just titties. These were like hot, beautiful ladies. I'm going to give it a, a, a five out of five sex on a stick. <laughs> are we at the are we at the rating here? But just because I love this movie, I thought it was funny, thrilling. I think I think it's a perfect... Yeah, sorry. Yeah, let's step on Sean's... Sorry. Uh, this is his final words here, apparently. <laughs> Any of the final thoughts? <laughs> uh, yeah, I think this is pretty damn good. It's it's five out of five for me. I love this movie. Um, I thought it was... It was it was horror. It was suspense. It was gore. Um, man, how I hated uh, you know the guy in this movie. He was like, I I think maybe the what what Eric was talking about. There is no proper protagonist in this movie. Um, I think coming. To, you're probably right, Eric. But just the guy was so vile. The antagonist, the serial killer, mm-hmm. was so fucking vile. Well, he was almost cartoony vile, though. Uh, I mean, I mean, if he was being chased by, well, I was going to say Hannibal Lecter, but if he was being chased by Harvey Weinstein, uh, you know, it, Harvey <laughs> Weinstein oh, would be like. I imagine him lumbering <laughs> around. <laughs> and his walker. Into a fight. You know, my mother came to visit not long ago, and she's got this red walker. Uh, it's very nicely look. You know, like if I were to like, you know, pick out like the walker to, you know, impress all my old friend folks, like I'd buy this. It's sort of like a red silver. She 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 pulls up. They pull up. She gets out of the car. She's going up to the door with it. By the way, she didn't even eat it. 
for that short of a distance. And you know what she says? She goes, it's the same walker that Harvey Weinstein has. First of all, mother, why are you telling me that? Second of all, it's Weinstein. It's not Weinstein. Like, how does she know that Harvey? And then again, I saw a picture of Harvey Weinstein coming out of a court. And I'm like, I'll be darned. It's the same fucking walker. <laughs> oh, no. They have, oh, my goodness. They have the same insurance or whatever. Or uh, my mom just <laughs> likes to impress people and tell her Mahjong friends that... Uh, She's got the same walker as Harvey Weinstein and doesn't... Anyway, all right. So, yeah, this was, this was fucking great. This was the movie that uh, uh, I love so much that if I was still doing shit we watch on Netflix, I would arrange for Steve to watch it. He probably wouldn't like it, uh, but I would want to see his reaction to it. Me too. Uh, I'm definitely going to have uh, my partner watch it. I think he would enjoy it because uh, we're both fucked up like that. Fucked up, like Uncle Roger says. Um, so, you know, I, it is my third favorite serial killer movie. Um, there's a couple other. Uh, uh, I, uh, you know, I don't know. If if you're used to watch, oh, I don't want to go to that extreme. I was going to say, if you're watching, if you're used to watching Lifetime movies or Hallmark movies and Disney movies, uh, but th- there's that's an extreme. Uh, if uh, yeah, if you, if you don't have a nice diet of horror movies and some, you know, maybe even slight gore, I could see somebody being turned off by this. Uh, and I don't think that's you, Eric. I'm not saying it's you. I'm not being implying that it's no, you. No, no, no. But I could see a lot of people being turned off. I mean, like yeah. regular. Oh people. yeah. Um, but man, it's a well-made uh, piece of film. So yeah, that's my verdict. Five out of five. Sean says, go check it out. Yeah, and we didn't talk about that that first scene of just the uh, the wife on the phone. She has a flat tire and just the, the creepy POV of the serial killer stumbling upon her. Either that stuff was some great filmmaking. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, on my third viewing, I, I will say I'm not as blown away by it as I was the first viewing. And I find it a little bit... Maybe a little bit too unpleasant all the way through. It just feels like it keeps ramping up the oh, hideousness God. of these people. And I don't enjoy that as much as I used to. But I think the uh, the element of black comedy kind of seeping throughout it uh, really helps to keep me engaged. Yeah. and Absolutely. Yes. And just the great filmmaking. But if I was to rate it, I'd, I'd probably give it a four out of five. I really do think it's it's great. I, I, I love revenge films. And I appreciate a revenge film that kind of challenges you on enjoying it. Where it's kind of like, oh, you, you love a hero kind of stooping to this brutality to get revenge. But is he really a hero if he does it? I think that's a cool kind of take on the, the revenge genre. So so to you, Eric. Oh, I, I did mine first. Um, <laughs> oh, maybe I missed it. <laughs> no, no. I I think it, it's just it's not the movie for me at the moment. As, But I... I completely get it though um just like i can completely understand someone not liking old boy to be honest uh there's plenty not to like about that movie um if it's not your cup of tea uh and yeah and i i still marvel at there's something about the korean way of filmmaking which you can tell it's not japanese you can tell it's not chinese it's like their own thing which i like 
I, I, I do have to interject and, you know, uh, about that. The, oh, oh, and, and people, and this is tempting to say, like, oh, Korean films, my God. They're up and coming. They're so great. You know, they won Best Picture a couple of years ago with Parasite. Do you know how many Korean films they make that we've never heard of? Oh, no, 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 absolutely. <laughs> That's the thing, though. I could imagine how many shitty Korean movies there are yeah. that we don't see. Absolutely. Um, yeah. I always think that, too, when I watch, like, um, Asian movies. Because, again, we're, it's like they say about, like, um, classical music. Um, and it, it applies to some other genres as well. Like, all the classical music we know was like the top best 1% or 2% that was ever produced. And like we've never heard the 98% like forgotten classical music. Um, and that's kind of like how it is like when you listen to the 80s station or the 50s station. All they play are like the marquee hits. Man, when you listen to the regular stuff, if you could even find it, like the basic stuff from the 50s and the 60s and the 70s, it is horrible. Horrible. <laughs> the songs that you never heard of for a reason. And, uh, you know, so when I watch Japanese, Chinese, Korean, I'm watching what's likely like the best of the best, you know, uh, of what they got. So I, I know this is, I'm sure there's like, it's like, it's the same thing with anime. Every time you watch what you yeah. think is like a brilliant anime, there's 20 others that are almost just like that one, but terrible. Um, mm. And there's probably 20 other movies that are s similar to this, but just like fail in execution, like all the way, or just are just schlocky, like the it's schlocky in a bad way. Yeah, and I just wanted to comment on just Korean films. Shortly after this is when they started to kind of hit big in America, and there was this tiny little pocket where they were trying to bring over Korean directors to make American films. So they had Bong Joon Ho come over and make Snowpiercer. Mm. Uh, three years after this and they brought this same guy over uh, uh kim ji woon they brought him over to america and he made the last stand with uh arnold schwarzenegger did you guys see that one the fuck is that i know i'm aware of it but i had i've not seen it and i've heard yeah yeah that was uh schwarzenegger's comeback movie mm -hmm. i remember the last stand with johnny knoxville yeah, I tried to watch it because I was like, "Oh, the South Korean director is coming to America, just like Bong Joon Ho did." Maybe oh I'll my, check this out. Did you just say Arnold Schwarzenegger and Johnny Knoxville? Yes, yes, yes. My yes, God, yes. why have I not seen this picture? Because yeah, I think there's some people who like they don't say it's a great movie, but I, I've heard that there's some, you know, good things to get out of it. But mm. but I don't know. Sounds interesting. Yeah, I tried. I was like, eh, it was okay. I, I don't. I don't think I finished it. And Snowpiercer is GD amazing. Yeah, and Snowpiercer. Well, uh, Bong Joon Ho. I mean, just fantastic across the board. Everything he's done so far, just think is stellar. But I didn't really like Host. Did he did who Host? Oh, I love the Host. That was my introduction to him because uh, I'm such a kaiju fan. When that came out, I, I had to see it right away. Whenever it hit HBO. I didn't like that movie so much. It's It's got a really weird change of tone. Um, it, it opens up at a really great monster scene. And the next we see uh, the family at the funeral or at the memorial place. And they're like, you know, stumbling all over the place. Like we think we're supposed to think it's funny. Um, I have to vi visit that again. And I bought it on Blu-ray. I don't know what. Oh, I love it. I think the host is fantastic. But Eric, have you seen that one? I've seen the beginning, and it was very interesting, but I didn't finish it. 
By the way, that shouldn't be confused with the 2020 movie Host, set during the pandemic, in which we have six or seven girls that decide to do a seance over Zoom, which is another excellent movie. I love that movie. Yeah, or the uh, the adaptation of the Stephanie Meyer book, The Host. Oh, yeah. The Stephanie Meyer book. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, no. Yeah, I saw this in the beginning. It was great. I mean, it was, it, it was interesting. I just didn't get back to it. Um, there was one joke I thought was funny in the movie. Uh, sure. It was something about when they said somebody's name, and he said, "Oh my god!" He's like, "But there was something about like, ah, oh, but like, like, like the name was so common, and he was saying like, oh, there, like there's not enough names, like they're all the same." And I thought it was funny yeah. because, <laughs> as I do when I'm watching whatever movie, like if somebody catches my eye, a celebrity in some movie, I usually like. Like while I'm watching, I hit pause, or while I'm watching the movie, I look up and try to find like their Instagram. I did that with like Squid Games, like with the characters that caught my eye. I looked them up on Instagram, followed them. But in this one, I'm seeing all these little hot girls uh, in the movie, and whenever I look them up, their names, their real names, are just really common Korean names. So you get like a hundred people who all, but they're just regular people. It's like impossible to find them. Um, and I, so that is just funny to me because mm-hmm. yeah, their names are way too common and way too s- similar. Um, but whatever. That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, but I guess, I guess that wraps this one up. Uh, yeah, I saw the devil, Sean. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I was expecting Eric to enjoy it more, but, but fair enough. Uh, but, uh, I didn't know. I had no idea what I was about to watch. Uh, yeah. I really didn't. Eric doesn't know nice things. Uh, he likes <laughs> Exorcist too, and every time that, we Eric. disagree, I'm just going to shout out Exorcist too. Yeah, he he said he liked it better than the first one too. I think so. Uh, we we got to discount him for that. Oh God! Oh, uh, hold on. See now you <laughs> I should try to twist the tail, just like Cat. It is on I am Sci-Fi Partline <laughs> tries to twist the tail on me and Skyline. Five out of uh, five out of five. It's just two air. No, writing in my book right now. <laughs> that's never ever what I said. It's never <laughs> ever what I said. No, when you if you die and go to heaven, you're like, so Eric, you liked The Exorcist too more than the first one. Yeah, here's Richard Burton. It's his favorite film too. Have a chat with him. You're like, ah, I'm up here forever. Come have a drink with me. <laughs> in heaven, it's free booze, and you don't get that brain fog thing. <laughs> Oh, but uh, I was gonna—I was gonna toss to to Isaac. I was gonna be any last words, but I was like, "Oh, he's not here today." What am I thinking? <laughs> I'm so drunk. <laughs> but uh, but thanks for for coming on for this one, guys. I was—I've been wanting to talk about this one for quite a while. Really like this film, so so glad you enjoyed it, Sean. But sorry for you for you, Eric. But it was three out of five. <laughs> that's good. Three out of five. That's like a one out of five. No, it's not. <laughs> it's the same. It's it's like it's not good. No, it's not. <laughs> No, I'm just playing Eric. But peace. <laughs>